Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Mir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who can paint a mountain with his words. <laughs> That's right. I like painting all sorts of things. Mountains, words. Yes, I'm Blake. That's it. <laughs> Your tongue is really good at painting things. <laughs> you know, I I, um, I think this is the first time ever that I completely stole that one from you. You did, but that's cool. Yeah. The, the so, I mean, you, somebody's got to use them. They can't just be in text messages. This is true. The minute you sent me that text, I was like, okay, that's going up next. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> that's like, nice. That was like too oh, good yeah. to ignore. <laughs> Speaking of things that are too good to ignore, um, right. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here, but I recently started a job uh, in downtown El Paso. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things that I've started doing is uh, as I've gotten older, I've realized that my diet of uh, just greasy food and beer is not healthy apparently when when you're in your 40s not good for you i take a, a pair of shoes with me for walking around in at, during my lunch i put on my walking shoes and i walk around downtown el paso uh to get a little activity in sure so uh and it's it's downtown el paso it's like it's cool there's you know music and food and music yeah. and it's kind of it's fun to walk around yeah, cool. um I saw uh, yesterday the absolute most unique thing I've ever, ever seen. So I'm walking Ooh, down Campbell. This anything. It, it, this is really cool. Like, I bet you've never seen this. And you're, you're a, a, a traveled <laughs> man with, who has amazing oh, stories. Somewhat. I, I, I think I could uh, one-up you with this one. I'm on a Campbell, kind of close to Paisano. Okay. And I'm walking, and there's, these, there's two older men who uh, just... And this is like at one in the afternoon, just hanging out against the wall with their bottles in bag, brown paper bags. So, you know, could, as, could one drinking, as you know, people do in downtown city, major downtown cities. <laughs> so the first thing was, and this is something we've all seen before. The first older man, he's wearing a shirt. You know, when you see an old person, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be downtown, but they're wearing a shirt that they obviously didn't get for themselves. Like I once saw, like, <laughs> I saw like a grandpa wearing a dancing shirt once. <laughs> like it, was, it was so that was a, that, father. <laughs> so the, the first thing I saw was an old man wearing a sublime shirt. So not out there, but you know, still funny, right? Sure. So then, as I get closer, the dude next to him was his twin. <laughs> I swear, I've never seen twin bums before. Whoa, dude. First thing, And I know that they were, uh, maybe bums isn't the correct word. But <laughs> I don't think as, that's politically correct. Yeah. As I got closer, the first one said, <laughs> do you have some change? And I was like, I kind of put my hands up. And I was like, oh, sorry. So the second one said it in Spanish. He said, uh, whatever, whatever, cambio. And I was like, no, sorry. So, I mean, maybe they weren't bums. But they were asking strangers for money. Oh, only if there's a third one hiding around the corner. Oh, man, I would have given them my credit card. Let <laughs> 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 me buy you a steak dinner, boys. It was the, uh, I've, you know, like, well, we've all seen homeless. I saw a homeless person in San Francisco once with a sign that said, fuck you, give me a dollar. So <laughs> I, I thought that was the coolest thing that I would ever see but uh twin bumps wow. is pretty cool honestly i'm super jealous of your twin bum story that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty choice man so what was the other one wearing he was dressed more normal he had like <laughs> a he had a he had a t-shirt it was really dirty and so but because he was like hunched over 
I couldn't quite read it, but it did have a lot of text on it, and it was a black shirt in red. It did say, I hate you, but I don't know what it said around it, and I'm sure it was, like, really funny. I'm 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 not I'm convinced these guys are actually just millionaires. They're just living their, fucking, <laughs> living, they're, they're fucking, living their best life, fucking drinking on the corner, dude. And the only reason they were asking you for changes because they were like, this guy's probably stupid enough to give us change. Let's probably let's, let's see. You know what? Every once in a while, you'll see like a homeless person, a person who's like happier than anyone you'll see that day and these dudes yeah. look like they have the biggest smiles on their face <laughs> they were like they were actually oh, their living teeth. it up did they have good teeth uh the one tough. the one sitting in the shadows i couldn't tell the first one who spoke in english he was missing one front tooth okay so pretty right. pretty typical stuff you know all right i mean i know lots of people missing one front tooth. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they, they were disheveled and stuff uh <laughs> I, my brother-in-law's missing a front tooth. Yeah, my, my two front teeth here are fake. So, like, I come, <laughs> that's cool. I, yeah, I, I don't it. judge, but um, it was the it kind of reminded me of the whole. There's like there's that Chris Rock's bit where he's talking about like uh, you, you you never see uh, homeless Asian people. <laughs> I was walking. I was like, oh my! I have never seen twin homeless people. It's like incredible. You, you know, I have this like I really hope that like one of them could have made it and but the other one was like couldn't get his shit together and so the other one said you know what I, if he's go if he's staying low i'm staying low brother um yeah, <laughs> I'm, we're, just, I'm staying with you dude. one for all and all for one yeah. or if it's like a homer simpson situation where he finds his brother who's like that uh the car oh, dude yeah and, and he comes up with a stupid idea and totally bankrupts him <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe one of them is just like, will you leave oh. me alone? And the other one's like, I'm staying. Oh. I'm <laughs> your constant yeah. reminder. Of- <laughs> I like that. I like that too. Yeah. One drug the other one down. Not like it was like the other one. It was no altruism there. Yeah. yeah. The other one's just like the albatross. He, he just, he, one has tried to escape like his brother, like his whole life. And yeah. he's just, <laughs> and like now he's just kind of, he's like, I mean, this is it. Like every meal can be my last one. So. And the, and the only fucking happiness he has anymore is he listens to Sublime. <laughs> His one true love is Santeria. It used to be money and drugs, but now... Okay. Nope. That's, that's South that's... Beach sound, man. <laughs> South Beach sound, exactly. Oh, man. So if anyone's ever in the neighborhood, we've talked about going out to Public House 28, but hit up downtown El Paso. Yep. You'd be surprised with what you can see. There's That was so our you... best intro ever, just so anybody knows. <laughs> uh, unless unless um, your, your, your father and uncle have been missing for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about you. <laughs> They were twin brothers who hated each other, but they were never separated. <laughs> They've been gone for the longest time. Then, then we apologize for I'm your sorry. lives. <laughs> but we found them. We found them because we've always been good about that. We're pretty yeah. good at predicting things. Uh, lately, we have been. The past few years, we have been. And a few weeks ago, we talked about Star Wars. And our big thing was like, wow, it's like kind of the most irrelevant we've ever seen it. Like, yeah, there's <laughs> television shows, but what's up with the movies? <laughs> Well, a few weeks later, Star Wars, Star Wars Celebration is going on in Europe, and uh, they announced three movies. <laughs> so um, in order of, uh, I think what was interesting to me is um, the first one is, um, 
and I forget titles, but the first one, I think it's going to be a culmination of storylines that are happening between the three, um, not all the shows on, on Disney Plus, but uh, Boba Fett, The Mandalorian, and Osaka, which hasn't come yeah. out yet, I know, but um, right. it's going to be a culmination of all the storylines that are going through there. So I've talked about how I don't watch The Mandalorian, and it's not because I don't want to watch it. I just have trouble getting into the new stuff. Boba Fett, I was super interested in, and then it just kind of, and I just mm-hmm. didn't scratch that itch. Uh, I am interested in seeing Osaka, though, but I'm interested in seeing how this movie is. I don't know about the Mandalorian hitting the big screen, though, because, like, I don't know if Baby Scrotum could ever be too much, but, I mean, maybe the big screen is too much. Oh, well, I think it's right. So I think by then in the timeline, um, he should be significantly older. He should be, like... Uh, gotcha. uh, I think he should be like a teen Yoda. <laughs> yeah, Gro, Grogu, the the rambunctious teen. Uh, okay, um, the, yeah. the who uh, like he's I hate you, mom. Like yeah. I hate you, Mando. Yeah, Mando. <laughs> I, I'm going out with you. Say I'm gonna smoke snarks or whatever. Yeah, you just uh, don't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be that might be the case, but honestly, I think it's kind of wise to wrap up. I well, I think. If if I would have to guess, they're probably going to start the whole this whole series of movies off with that, and they'll they'll wrap up all this stuff that they've been doing on HBO or uh, Disney Plus, and um, that's I think that's smart. I think series like this have the tendency to run too long. You know, throwing it to the big screen, who knows how it'll turn out? But um, Filoni and, and Favreau have done a good job in my opinion so far. You know, the I know some of the stuff hasn't been great. Boba Fett was lack luster but um you know so i've enjoyed the mandalorian i i think ahsoka could be a really cool series you know that's a really neat character yeah and uh it, it allows them to kind of like go into new territory uh which star wars you know we've said it before they desperately need new territory to to tread which you know brings us to to the next movie in the line which is uh which one do you want to go with the uh 25,000 yeah, the one that you said is new territory, yeah. but ironically, going back further than maybe any we, story ever. We, yeah, we keep we, Star Wars has this crazy ability to keep going backwards but remain futuristic, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that they can do that. Yeah, so and this one is yeah, it's twenty five thousand years in the past, but it's like the birth of the, or the discovery, let's say, of the Force, and and that sounds cool. I don't know, man. That 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 could be really I'm... that could be cool. I'm super on board. And then the director, and I lose his name right now, but he's described it as being a biblical epic. Now, um, Star Wars, like the the prequel trilogies are, to me, that's an epic story. I mean, it's a space opera, space epic, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Yeah, it's absolutely epic. So that's that's, that's hyperbole for any sort of movie, but that's it's been done in Star Wars before. So that's very hard to live up to. But... This type of story is like super interesting. And um, this one I'm like really on board for. I I do want to see how it all started. The one, and it's not a problem that I have with Star Wars. It's just a difficulty. And you kind of touched on it is um, they're going way back, but they got to find a way to like not make the technology look better than it was. Right. Right. But still be futuristic. So, but they, they've pulled it off so far. I so think. Far. Uh, I mean, they've come up with some really cool lightsabers. But like, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm really interested in seeing this story. Yeah, I can't wait. And one of my favorite Star Wars properties was uh, Knights of the Old Republic, was which, which was like a few thousand years in the past. You know, it's like 
I think it's like 5,000 years before the events of, of Star Wars and A New Hope and all that. And uh, that's really cool. And that's, you know, it's still super futuristic, you know? And so right. I can see, I can totally see that, that, that could totally work. And then, uh, well, the next one probably going to be the most divisive man. Oh, by far fans. Yeah. Which, cause they kind of said that they weren't going to do this, but Ray's coming back. Ray's coming back. Yeah. It's the one that's going to be the most divisive uh, by far. Um, but it's also the one that's going to get the most attention. Mm-hmm. Ray Skywalker is back. So everyone's favorite Mary Sue is back to <laughs> start a Jedi Academy. Oh. And just that in itself had people so pissed off. I'm sure people <laughs> were ranting and raving for days. Oh, man. I mean, of course. Um, and to say that this isn't going to set up some kind of series is totally farcical. Of course it is. Yeah, you know, of course it is. But, you know, th- this is where, I, you know, my worry really is, you know, that they say, say what you, you can say whatever you want about the new trilogy or the newest trilogy. But when I'll, the thing I, I'll, you know, I find the most infuriating about it is how you know retread you know they just retread a bunch of the same shit and you know one of the things that i've really looked forward to in these mandalorian series is like you get a glimpse of luke skywalker you know young and training in the woods and i think that is really cool I, i i like that side of this whole stuff like that's part of the lore that i really like um and i feel like we've never had that done justice so to put it in this kind of property or in this kind of movie and this property, uh, it's like, man, that's a lot. To me, that's like, I can see why the fans were like, you, to me, it's like, you better not fuck it up. Cause like, that's honestly, that's what we've all wanted for 40 years. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. And um, it's also this, uh, this Ray Skywalker movie. Um, so the original trilogy, I mean, before the movies were the original trilogy, the, prequels and the, the the new trilogy or whatever right it wasn't until uh the last jedi i think that they started referring to it as the skywalker saga yeah so they made it seem like that okay this is it this is going to be the end of the skywalkers but it sounds like they're opening the door for more skywalker stories like and not just one more movie yeah i don't think there's any way this stays one movie there's no way. There's absolutely no way. She's going to be digging up those lightsabers she buried in the sand at the end of the last one. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and we're going to find out about the kids that she may have buried in the sand all across the <laughs> galaxy. All kinds of baby Skywalker popping up left and right. Yeah. Um, you had some very interesting news it for broke- us. Yes, it broke right before we took the air there, Patrick. So, uh, well, the first bit of it is HBO Max is shifting their their branding, right? So it's just going to yeah. be called Max now, and I you that means it's it's Discovery Plus, National Geographic stuff, HBO, and something else maybe I forget what it is. It's uh, Cinemax, 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 yeah. all those things. Cool, whatever. So get right. get used to us starting to say Max anyway. The bit of news in the horror genre world is the Conjuring TV series coming to Max. Max. Now they don't really know when, but um, it's in the works. It's in production. Uh, James Wan is executive producing. I don't know, bro. It's a spinoff series. What I read. I'm not a big fan of the Conjuring universe to begin with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The first movie is really good. There's a good Annabelle movie in there. Yeah. 
um other than that i don't think there's i mean one of them is called the devil made me do it so that, kind of, <laughs> that kind of sums it up um just kind of really quickly the first thing you said about hbo max becoming just max yeah. it's really strange to me that hbo's title will not be in there when it's uh, it's like highbrow television and then cinemax which formerly known as skinemax yeah is the one who so it's just Keeps weird weird to me to live in a world where there's no hbo when it's known for so many awards and great television shows and just groundbreaking television right but um yeah it's really really strange decision but that is maybe max headroom will be their mascot which would be awesome i mean people do love the max as for a the conjuring tv series i don't think i'm really interested in it because um yeah. Who are the 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 the, the shysters that, that are the oh um, the uh the the fucking uh Warrens the Warrens the Warren the, the fucking people. shyster <laughs> yeah, like so I guess it's not going to be about them you said it's a spinoff like well uh, it's a spinoff but it's I mean they like, could still follow it's got to be about them I mean why man they're already stretching it because I mean they don't yeah. have much besides Amityville. And I'm glad that they've managed to discover all this stuff that I'm assuming as based in some sort of reality. Um, I know the devil made me do it actually was a real thing that they investigated. I I don't see how they can get any mileage out of a TV show, to be honest with you. Well, here's the thing I've been thinking about. So I'm looking at like all the franchises like that are like encompassing. So yeah, it's, it's dolls. The nun is also a part of this, which, None two is coming out right. Oh yeah, soon. La Llorona, uh, right? Uh, La Llorona is also yeah. part of this whole thing. So yeah, I mean, there's plenty of built-in bullshit, <laughs> Bluehouse yeah. bullshit there for, is. The, for them to create. Kind of like, well, and I was thinking it like this: it's obviously going to be kind of like a monster. Well, if, if if it is monster of the week kind of shit, and they just kind of pull the Warrens bullshit completely out of it and just give me maybe just give me like oh. I was the underling of Ed Warren, and now I'm out on my own. I don't right. know. Some shit like that. But just give me cool Monster of the Week shit. Dude, I, I might be okay with that. You know, I don't know. I, there's not enough of that. Supernatural's been gone a while. That's true. Like, if they can, because, I mean, like La Llorona and a, a Creepy Nun, you can make a movie out of. But, I mean, probably can't make a really good movie out of Bigfoot. Nah. So, like if you i mean there's a jersey devil Chupacabra. yeah jersey devil like stuff like that so uh <laughs> maybe a, a werewolf in a particular town or something like the one that was in uh where was it waco or whatever yeah. last year amarillo yeah. yeah so like if they do that then possibly they can pull it off but uh honestly like i don't think there's much mileage out of the movies right now so i can't imagine a tv series doing it but i mean yeah. i know you said james wan is executive producing that means he might bring in some cool writers and cameos I, and shit maybe. yeah and you know i think nowadays especially in horror because we see it with these indie horror movies that we watch i know that the conjuring is a huge money maker and it's a huge series but something like this or it's a huge franchise but Something like this TV series, maybe they should just like, just fuck it. Go with like the craziest, like people like the, 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 I can't believe I don't, the, the people who did Deadstream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, get people like that to do an episode or, or an arc even. Um, the, the guy from, uh, which is the Dutch Southern from, uh, Only the Good Survive. Yeah. Like, Lucky McKee. Get, get some Lucky like, McKee. Yeah. Like these, this, like, yeah. it's like fresh Ooh, blood. That's a great idea. 
You guys can have that one, Bloomhouse. You got that one's free. That one's on old. Yeah, I mean, Bloomhouse has worked with Gigi Sal Guerrero, like someone like her, just like it's. And then the big franchises, I mean, the big movies, I get it. You need like Mm -hmm. the big director, you need James Wan, like at the helm for that. But the television show, I mean, go go all out on it. And if it fails, then I mean, lots of streaming television shows fail. That, That was a brief look into the future. Let's continue to look into. Genre of the future, and we will start with a movie that uh, also kind of takes place in the past. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist is based on true events. Uh, it's uh, actually, I believe, based on a book written by the real life chief exorcist of the Vatican. Um, he claims to have performed over fifty thousand exorcisms, which is just a ridiculous number. But um, this particular story is about a conspiracy that he finds that's been kind of covered up by the Vatican. And it also involves a demonic possession. So starring Russell Crowe, it's like a B-movie with a star that used to be a big Oscar winner who's kind of fallen on hard times. This is going to suck. This actually looks like really good. It looks awesome. So the first trailer I saw for this, I could not have been more bored by the whole concept. Like I, I and I saw it, I feel like a long time ago. I correct me yeah. if I, I don't, right? Like this, it's, th- been a while. Was, it's been a while. And the first one looked so generic. I think we even talked about it on here um, to say that like, yeah, Russell Crowe's in the same God. It looks just like, oh, one of those yeah. run of the mill, blah, blah, blah. And man, so these, I don't know if it's just the newest trailer or what, but there appears to be some really hardcore supernatural crazy shit happening in this movie. And I I think it looks really cool. I think so too. And you're right, it has been so long ago that I actually thought this movie already came out and right. like kind of just flew under the radar because it sucked. And I saw it, it, it it's hitting theaters on uh you might even be on your way to see it April the 14th. But um this new trailer, you're right, it looks like it has some of the horror trope stuff, but it's that trope stuff that we all love. Like yeah. Russell Crowe's a really good actor, and uh it just looks downright creepy. Like uh I'm totally down for this. And the trailer does start off poorly because it, it mimics it the exorcist shot, so you're like, oh god, one of these. Here we but, go. No, this looks pretty yeah. damn cool. Looks better than anything from the recent Conjuring universe. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, 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 I might be seeing this in theaters this weekend. Oh, well, and we won't say too much about Renfield because down the line we might have something to say about it. But it's also coming on April fourteenth. Uh, we got a, a double Nick attack: Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, Renfield is tired of serving his uh, master of, uh, I believe, centuries at this point, because it looks like it's a modern movie. And uh, he's just ready to move on with his life. And if you haven't seen the trailer by now, then you probably don't want to watch this movie because they've been uh, really promoting this very heavily for (laughs) quite a few months now. So um, needless to say, we do want to see this. We've talked about this multiple times on the show. So yeah. uh, there's not much more than I can say, but you might want to throw in your two cents on it. Very much looking forward to it, sir. <laughs> so Nefarious, also coming out April 14th, not hitting theaters like the previous two. Well, it is, but not on a, a mass scale. I love the premise of this. <laughs> uh, serial killer, like it's the day before he's going to get executed. And he claims that he's possessed by demons. And he tells the psychiatrist, because I think this is a regular thing that the day before they're executed, they have to have one final like psychiatric. psych evaluation. Yeah. yeah. 
So he tells the psych, no, excuse me, the psychiatrist he's possessed by a demon, yeah. and that the psychiatrist is going to kill three people. That is like an awesome premise because you got the whole: uh, is he faking? Is he trying to pretend he's crazy? And how? Because you know that at least two people are going to die. <laughs> you're like, how are these two going to die? How are they going to make it yeah. like still keep you on the hook? Like, is it real? Because you figure the third one will kind of explain it all away. Yeah. Uh, whether they get away or not will kind of be the judge of that but i love the premise unfortunately like the trailer looks a little goofy and i think this is one of those movies where they're gonna back themselves into the corner and the ending has no choice but to disappoint you no matter which direction it goes oh dude you nailed it so hard on the head like like the whole as the trailer is going on i'm like okay i like these actors actually i recognize these guys this looks cool okay maybe showing me a little too much here okay yeah. okay all right all right then like it kind of the trailer kind of kind of wraps up in this kind of like way you're we're like uh-oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh-oh. This yeah. Is, oh boy this maybe this is has a really awesome ending um i actually want to see it i i definitely want to check this out I know sometimes, you know, that's the whole point of this is like, we, we bring up stuff that like actually looks kind of interesting and this, this, yeah, I think I'm going to have, I'm super trepidatious, but uh, nefarious. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I, I do want to see how, because the trailer does get, do a good job yeah. of that. Like, is, is, is he, is he pulling a line here? Or not? Yeah, yeah I, I definitely want to see that. And, and because uh, I'm going in thinking it's going to be bad. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be cool with however it is. Exactly. April 18th on uh, video on demand and digital uh, the reaper man comes out and it's about a woman who accidentally conjures up a vengeful spirit i gotta say and and over the past few weeks we've talked about trailers that have uh, either done a really good job of hyping up their movies or have done a really poor job this trailer is pretty boring <laughs> trailers go oh, yeah. I, I i it's supposed to uh, ramp up the tension i guess and <sighs> man it just like it didn't work and it's actually a pretty typical trailer when i when i really it, think about it but for whatever reason not not really feeling it it is i mean uh as the uh well i like you know I've, i think i've said multiple times like i love a premise like this like i love kind of this appears to be kind of like uh almost like southern gothic voodoo-ish kind of yeah. like i i love that stuff and uh i love the idea of of movies and made like that and man i could not be more like lukewarm on it unfortunately I think I'll, I'd give it a shot. You know, I don't know about, you know, th- throw it on shutter or something. I'll check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, Reaper Man's trailer does not do it, do it any favors. Our final movie, uh, this one's straight to Netflix. So um, I guess I'll start by asking you, were you a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan? I'm, I'm a little older and I just missed that boat. I remember coming home from school and it being on, but it didn't. Uh, interests me and not because of the way it looked or because i it was that i was in that phase where like oh i gotta watch like mature stuff now yeah right no not in there for me yeah i was i was probably just on the edge of that like i I think probably uh people younger than me maybe just even by a couple years were probably power ranger fans but i you know it was again yeah i was like much more into being like i'm into heavy metal now I <laughs> yeah, I yeah. need to be listening to this Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer album, uh, and uh, but like again, it was on, it was prevalent. People talked about it, so I ended up watching it. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, man, I kind of became like this 
outside looking in kind of bizarre fan of how weird it all was like even my older brother we would kind of watch it together kind of like dude how weird is this show and like yeah. you know later on he would he was like what was that short show that you would watch that had like all the people from guar in it and i was like dude that was the power <laughs> Ranger. Guar? that's an <laughs> awesome description of power rangers and yeah. so accurate too <laughs> yeah and i was like dude that's power rangers he's like oh shit yeah 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 so that's kind of my you know i've watched the movies and stuff so that's you know i watched it when it first came out because um you know, just catching it out of the corner of my because actually, yeah. same with me, music was like a thing for me. It's like, oh, I gotta listen to the new pulp album or whatever. <laughs> like, but out of the corner of my eye, watching is like, is that live action Voltron? Yeah. As uh, it was, uh, so it did catch. And I, and uh, when I was younger, I was like really into like mechs and stuff like that. So sure. there is like a, it, there was a, a natural appeal to me, but um, it was a little, I don't know, I maybe I was a little too old, a little too more mature than i thought i was it was just a little too goofy for me Real so goofy. I, yeah I, I never ever ever caught up with it. but every once in a while I, I think just a few weeks ago even i was kind of following this because there's so many like different like i mean it's called oh, this is variations a, oh it's been on for yeah, 30 years yeah this is the 30th anniversary basically they're all kind of coming together and based on the trailer i guess one of the themes of the show is once a ranger always a ranger so sure that's what this is all about. so is this a show or a movie uh, this is a series. Oh, it's a I, series. Yeah, I think it's a You know, I've heard two things, but I believe it's a series. I'm okay. Gonna, All right. You know, but, like, well, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say limited, though. It's, I don't think it's going to be oh, an ongoing one. Uh, sure. Sure. Well, the well, interesting part about it, I mean, to, at least two original cast members are returning. Uh, yeah. The Blue and Black Rangers, respectively. Uh, who I, I think I've met both those guys at conventions over the years. And I... They, I re, I remember them being like so nice, like the nicest guys ever. So, yeah, power up well, or whatever. <laughs> I think that uh, your career after Power Rangers is conventions. Like <laughs> it's kind of like being a child actor. Well, you are a child actor, actually. You like, are, yeah, yeah. This is what you do. You make it big, and you're like super popular. Uh, after a few years, no one will remember your name except for the people who go to conventions and smell bad. Right, the, right, like, exactly. Um, and actually, it's not a bad life if you can fall into it. I, my, my understanding is that uh, you can make some good money doing that. Of course, you're constantly living off of past glories. Hey. But, and that's probably not the best thing for your mental health. But you ain't living check to check either. So. No. And I'll tell you this. The, the, the Black Ranger guy, he was, he's the Mastodon, right? That's his animal, I believe. My, my friend uh, and our friend, Ricky, uh, was wearing a Mastodon, uh, the band t-shirt. The band, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, as we were walking by after talking to him earlier in the day, he was like, yeah, Mastodon. And I was like, dude, that guy is all about his brand. Good for him. Our first movie this week is from one of our favorite genres. It's modern found footage. Uh, followers from the makers of Anna and the Apocalypse. But uh, this movie is actually pretty old school. It's kind of a haunted house movie. It's about a group of college, uh, I guess they're not college students, they're students who go to uni, and uh, they discover that the uh, house that they rent together is haunted. So, of course, in 2023, you got to put that on social media and become uber popular, and that's exactly what happens until things go tits up. Um <laughs> So found footage before we get into followers like uh, directly. Uh, so we both talked about our love of found footage um, over the course of the, it's been a few years now, but uh, found footage has 
finally because for decades it was basically the same type of story they were cool but they are kind of the same thing over and over again yeah but uh they're leaning finally into social media and we're live streams uh, we just mentioned dead stream this one is about social media vlogging um what do you think of the way things are being it's we're seeing it more and more like social media and technology is being incorporated into found footage um how do you like it? It's been a few years now. Like they were, they were seeing this. What are you thinking of it so far? Yeah, I, you know, I dig it. I, I'm. It could have only gone a few ways. You know, found footage. You know, at some point, you know, nobody is running around with a camera anymore, unless you are one of these influencer people. Really, I mean, that's the kind of the truth of the matter. Like, or a news reporter. And a lot of times these, you know, and like filmmakers are making movies with Canon DSLRs and, you know, so like yeah. it, it's the natural thing for this to be like handheld on your camera kind of feel. And uh, we've seen some good ones and we've seen some bad ones. And, you know, right. this one, this one kind of falls right in between. Yeah. Know? And we'll get into that. No, I, yeah. I, com- I completely agree with that assessment of it falling in between. And we'll, we'll really get into that because yeah. this movie has one of the most like, in your face obvious turning points i've ever seen in a movie but um i also like with the uh this um found footage that's now what's called point of view like i like how they're they're doing a better job of integrating social media into like comments Mm -hmm. and things like that like before other people's clips and stuff. yeah like before it would be kind of intrusive at first it was cool you're like oh neat but then it just kind of became intrusive they're getting better at it and I like it. And I just kind of naturally gravitate to found footage. So yeah. I'm glad that they're they're moving in a different direction with it. Me and too. and they don't have to get rid of shaky cam. They can still keep right. that going. So right. this movie, it it's kind of embraced modern technology for its found footage look, but um, it's very much an old school horror movie. Like you have your characters, and right off the bat, you have the douchey lead. You have the sex pot. You have the like the strong guy who's a little bit of an asshole, but he's kind hearted. And then you have the nerd or the smart person, the person who's not going to be sucked in by it all. This is like so 1980s casting. It It is. It, in a way, it felt like home. <laughs> it's it like, did. oh, man, I love a good movie. Simple character. Like, I don't you know, I yeah, I, I was pretty excited, honestly, when it started. I. I thought that the the first act, you know, really well. The first act's actually pretty flawed. It gives you it's not an, enough character development, really. But it, you're not really supposed to care too much, I don't think. But right, it, it kind of jumped around a little too much. But if you watch like Twitch or YouTube or anything like that, uh, TikTok, anything like that, it is fast paced. You know, it's like hummingbird fucking uh, attention span right as much as i hated it kind of as as a movie uh, in a film sense it was very accurate to what these guys do and what these what these people do as influencers i thought they fucking nailed that shit to be honest with you yeah i agree totally totally did a really good job so I'm not going to bring up Dead Stream again because it's like the third time <laughs> in 10 minutes that I've brought I it up. I bring it up. It was awesome. <laughs> in that one, you have a douchebag influencer who is so charming that he wins you over. 
And this one is very similar case, actually, with uh, Jaunty, the unlikable. Jaunty. Yeah. yeah, like he's the douchebag character who's trying to win you. But, oh, man, he kind of gets worse as the movie. But it's intentional. I don't think you're right. ever supposed to like him. Uh, um, man, he's like just an awful, 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 awful. <laughs> One of the worst lead characters I've ever seen. But, like, perfect for a horror movie. It's, like, completely intentional. Um I like, and you're right, the, the character development, it's very, very shallow. It's very like, okay, here's the, the hot chick. Here's the nerd. Here's the hot-headed, strong dude. Like, that's all. The, the furthest you get to character development in the first act is uh, Pete, like the big dude. Yeah. Um, they say he's from Scotland, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, or it's just like a, a bad stereotype by me, but they show him buying beer, and he's like counting his change, and you know how they say Scots are cheap? Uh, oh. uh, I don't know if that's intentional or not. Like, they're playing to that stereotype. <laughs> uh, I, I thought they were. So. Uh, pro- guaranteed. I thought. I, I thought it. And was, he was uh, a fucking drunk. Like he was. An he was a drunk. So it kind. Of, yeah, and yeah, he turns out he's an alcoholic. Who's uh and Spoiler alert. We'll talk about some aspects of this man. There's. Some, there's anything wrong? With that. Yeah, there isn't anything wrong. There's, <laughs> there's. There's. There's major twists in this movie. Yeah, we'll, totally. we'll ruin it for anybody. But uh, he is an alcoholic, and he's had to, you know, see somebody for the issues that he has. So, like, it's 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 not really good character development in, in the first act, but it is an engaging story. And then it really yeah. starts to pick up steam as things get going. Like I really was like completely enamored by this movie. Yeah, this was a this was a movie that um uh, yeah that first act kind of was like okay shit I'm probably gonna hate all these <laughs> I'm probably gonna hate all these guys hate yeah. all these characters but yeah whatever they're cannon fodder that's okay and yeah the, as the movie you know progressed I thought they did just a really good job with using the. Uh, just the the actual like the t- the follower aspect of the entire thing the entire fucking movie is literally based on how many people can you get to watch his stuff yeah and and it's you kind of and it it really plays that whole card very well until until it kind of it flips the whole thing on its head and kind of does some crazy shit but um i thought that was very effective yeah i like the pacing of the movie and they they did that by playing with that whole give and take of followers and like how they how you said earlier how they were interjecting those followers opinions and stuff and they kind of became these like tertiary side characters that you look forward to seeing again it was funny yeah they were really cool and the pacing in this it's it's so good it's like moving along at like this really steady clip where it's one thing after another and there's some subplots that are introduced and that kind of never go anywhere but they're they're introducing things one after another and then one of the things they introduce is like is this place really haunted or is it this weirdo that's saying, you know, or is it possible that they're faking it? Maybe. Right. <laughs> Jaunty's not completely on the up and up about things. Oh, it's, um, it's really well paced even. And I, I think the third act is when the problems really kick in and we'll get to yeah. that right now. But uh, the pacing is one thing that uh, actually in the third act, the pacing gets really, really fast, but, uh, fast, yeah. uh, but before that it's, it's going at a really good clip to where like, it's super basic like it's really easy to like overstay your welcome with this so thankfully they don't there's no needless exposition there's no backstories there's no ridiculous like uh yeah the characters are under underdeveloped but it might be better that they were because you don't get any just like boring slow moments so this is just chugging along and i really appreciated that 
I did too. I did too. And uh, getting getting to that that third act, I, I, I'm I'm really curious if you felt because I sure did that it quit feeling like a found footage movie in that third act. You know, it I I, I kind of and never quite lost it for me. But um, well, I guess so. Do you think in the third act it kind of lost something? It, it did. Well, I thought it threw too much at the wall. Yeah, that for sure. Like yeah. I, I think that um so this is actually advertised as a comedy horror and I didn't catch I didn't get any of that until so to me and you might yeah. disagree with me. So this movie is a straight up horror movie to me until sure. you get to the third act and Jaunty's like become a complete dick at this point. He's like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna throw a Halloween party and this so and the that. party was a rager though. Yeah, it was a pretty awesome party. And then the fucking ghost appears and she's dancing on a table and it's like so goofy and it's supposed to be funny i think and it totally ruined it for me like i was totally enjoying that to me is like the like clearest example i've ever seen of a movie falling off a cliff dude you're yeah man so that that's kind of what i'm getting at here like that scene in particular you start getting like more and more camera angles and it's yeah. and it's kind of unexplained uh they kind of just do it uh without being you know too much thought into explaining it which i i know what i'm asking but like still man this is a found footage movie in which i've been watching a guy use his phone for 90 percent of it so yeah uh, now i'm getting multiple camera angles this is feeling much more produced the dancing ghost i didn't even get it dude to be honest with you i was confused by it i i I didn't understand what even i saw that just kind of precipitates through like the next 20 minutes Mm -hmm. of of just here's another thing and here's another thing and it's all really outrageous now i never thought it was like laugh out loud funny i mean there were some moments i kind of like was like oh that was humorous or whatever but you know it didn't make me laugh uh i don't know so if that was if that's what they're going for they really missed the mark they missed uh, it big time. I think they were. I honestly fuck, think they yeah, were. Fuck, man, that makes it way worse. <laughs> yeah, they really dropped the ball because, like, they had a nice, if you know, standard horror movie, but it was really like it was. It was fun to watch. It was pretty, you know, scary at times. It was maybe it was a little. Actually, I don't even think it was all that predictable because. Well, it, it, I don't it was, know. The end was totally nuts. Yeah, like, and then you're right. The th- they just keep throwing one more and more, and it becomes more confusing. And then I, I kind of got lost. And then they're throwing. I've heard of blood magic. I've never heard of bloody magic, and that just sounded like really stupid. Yeah. And then it just goes on and on, and it's one twist after another, leading to an ending that to me was like so unsatisfying. Like. Yeah. Um, one of the you worst get, endings we've ever covered. Maybe I completely it? agree with you. Like so disappointed in this movie, especially when, like the first uh, hour or so, uh, if not more, is it, it's it's good. It, it's really it's not you know I'm gonna talk about this at the end of the year, my best of list. But I mean, I was very much enjoying this movie, and then man, <laughs> that dancing ghost. It was like I don't know what yeah. they were it's almost like like they had completely different writers or something just a strange decision well there may be something to that actually and you 
I'm not, this is not, I'm not making a, a joke or anything. Like the writer and director, there is a in memory of thing in the scroll on the, on the credits. Right. So uh, he may not have, he, he, this may not have been a one vision, man. I don't know. And it, good point. It, it, it sure felt disjointed at, at the end. So I don't know. I, I hope that, you know, I, I, you know, not to bring that up in any other way, just to say that's an interesting point. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this movie just completely unraveled and, you know, it had built up all this kind of goodwill, man. We're, we're yeah. found footage guys here and this, yeah, just ran out of steam and it, it just completely went off the tracks. And I, I think it was the silliest, one of the silliest, goofiest ways to wrap up a movie. And it didn't even, again, it, that, that whole last sequence is taking away from this being found footage at all. There's like, yeah. what is even happening? Like, why is, you know, so yeah, totally, totally came apart, man. Followers, yeah, uh, uh, undeserved is what it is like. Well, I can think yeah. of like it just should not have been like this. But yeah, I agree. Followers, it's out on VOD and digital right now. So I know we've said some good things and some bad things, but I will leave it up to you. C or no C, followers. Man, I I just can't in right mind recommend a movie that ends like this. Uh, you know. Good acting, some cool concepts for sure. Uh, but man, drop the ball for me, man. Pass. Ooh, this is a tough one because uh, it's good for the first two acts. It's it's good. Um, but man, that ending is so bad. <laughs> like, because when it's at its best, it's like, it's pretty good. But when it's bad, it is bad. <laughs> it kind of the cons definitely outweigh the pros in this one, so I would avoid followers. Our feature presentation is a first for the show, at least I believe it is. Um, we've already talked about Cube, the 1990s horror movie that's a cult classic that uh, I don't think I've ever heard anybody mention really, unless you bring it up to them. Um, well, we've talked about that movie not even uh, all that long ago. When it was less than a year ago, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe about a year ago. Uh, um, believe it or not, and this actually surprises me that there is a Japanese remake of this movie. For those of you who didn't listen to that, when we talked about the original, go back and listen to it because it's actually pretty cool. Like we go, we really get into the uh, original and what we felt about it and the pros and cons of it. But the movie is kind of strange to the point. A group of people wake up in these mysterious rooms or in a mysterious room and they're based, they're just trying to figure out how to get out. They find, they discover that they're in a cube and spoiler alert, we're going to kind of talk about it and we'll talk a little bit about the previous one because it's kind of hard not to. So um, we won't ruin anyone's enjoyment of the movie, but I just want to get that out there ahead of time. And I know I kept mentioning another movie a few minutes ago. So, Cube, like it's it's almost impossible to talk about this movie without referencing the previous one. Yeah. So um just kind of throw that out there for people. But um I think this is a really interesting remake for or interesting idea for a remake. I think it's a cool idea for a remake because Cube is one of those movies that like when you bring it up, everybody seems to have heard of it and and, and um, often have seen it. Nobody else seems to bring it up ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cube is a very it holds a very bizarre place in horror to me. Yeah, like you said, everybody knows it. Maybe not everybody has seen it, but everybody's heard of it or they've seen it on the shelf, you know, back in the day. Man, that's just you don't say that anymore. You don't yeah. say see it on the shelf. Fuck. I'm old. Anyway, 
uh the but yeah it's cube's cool man it's a it's a it's sci-fi horror it's cool and the idea well when you first brought this up like months ago that this there was man you probably brought it up when the first when it originally came out which is like i think a couple years ago actually but the idea that cube could be remade is kind of like why but then you start thinking about it and you're like well it just gives you you know it's just it's not to even call this a remake is it's kind of just more cube it's kind of you know what i mean like yeah. cube is like this is just like a guy had some great idea for trap rooms so let's make a cube movie so basically yeah and and cube's interesting in that the first movie like i remember being blown away the first time i saw it sure. um it hasn't gotten worse over time but it, it does lose a lot because that the oh, yeah. but that the first time is just so amazing. Like, and there's been so many like trap room type movies since then that it kind of lost a little of it. But um, Cube kind of falls in the alien predator category of really good first movie and really bad, bad sequels. Bad sequels. Even as horror movies go, like horror sequels. So I think it might be better to consider this a sequel too. It just, it's very, very similar to the original. But um, the first thing I noticed about this cube, and it might be because it's been a quarter of a century since the original, but a cube, like the original one, it's, it's a, it's very low budget. This one, I don't know if it's because it was just made recently or if there was more money put into it, like it's not this blockbuster extravaganza, but it just has like a, bigger feel to it like it's cleaner it's brighter the kills look a little bit better yeah i this was almost like perfectly done for a cube movie right like the 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 set the which is you know you're literally just how how are you gonna make a one fucking room that looks exactly the same as the next room interesting they managed to do it here you know they they play with some lighting you know that they don't necessarily do in the other cube movies they do some interesting things here as a cube movie goes this is pretty good. This is this is what if this is what you're looking for in a cube movie. If you're, if you're looking for cube movies, yeah. If you like cube, then this is a really good cube movie. Um, they they uh, have a similar opening to the first one, right? It's like your right. typical horror movie opening. <laughs> really, actually, pretty awesome kill to open yeah. the movie, and then that kind of has like a second opening, which I thought yeah. was weird when when everyone came together and then they show the title. I was like, huh, why do they have? cold opens like that that was really weird it, kind of, it actually made me worry about the rest of it yeah and i feel like i've seen more of that in uh japanese cinema le- lately uh, yeah i i feel what did i watch recently i can't remember now but it was like uh oh it was a uh, it was like a cop thing um but uh yeah i had this like crazy long cold open but yeah interesting i don't mind it i don't know it was strange it was very strange. This movie has a weird pace, you know, overall. It I, does. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's almost like, and it's not short, man. I don't think this movie's uh, it's, it's like, low, yeah. it's like 15 minutes longer than the original one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's pretty long. Oh, it's close to two hours. Yeah. See that that's kind of nuts. And there were definitely moments where I was like, damn guys, like let's cube it up bro like we yeah we're doing a lot of flashbacks and shit and like that side of it i don't know i don't know how much i like that well you brought it up because uh, yeah. I, I do have it on here like so that's completely new unless yeah. i'm misremembering uh I, that's new to this movie so it's supposed to add an, an a layer to, to sure. one of the characters and you know i was 
really I didn't even understand what was going on even up until like they kind of play what happened happened yeah finally dawned on me but even then like it didn't I think it was supposed to really hit you hard and I was just kind of like oh okay now I get it but I also kind of didn't care oh it totally didn't care and like it just felt weird to give service to a couple characters like that Mm -hmm. totally ignore one or two I mean, one guy was gone in and gone so fast that I literally had to like rewind it and be like, what the fuck happened to that guy? Yeah. Like, what? The, and because then the kills are kind of spaced out weird. And, uh, Very. I, that, yeah. And that really takes away from the cubing of the whole thing. Cause if I remember correctly, the, the original cube, you know, it, it's a kill. They're freaking out. They're plotting. Some shit goes right. Some shit goes wrong. And it's just kind of that cycle. Yeah. And this we have way, in my opinion, we have way too much of the uh, dead stops in, in 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 action. Yeah, this one does something com- I, I think completely different. So uh, a big part of the original cube is uh, the tension because there are the kills and and uh, the the bickering between them because I mean there's like a sh- kind of a straight up villain in there. There's one who's yeah. like really abusive of them. Um, one of them is uh, mentally challenged, if I remember. Um, like it's um, it, it's a really eclectic group of people in the first one. This one, they don't have that same. T- I, I would argue that there's really not much tension in this movie, but they replace it with like distrust. And yeah. I think this is actually pretty cool. Like because um, it completely changes the ending of the movie too. Like there is an element of is one of these people in on it like did they do it like and uh one of the characters is always looking at them kind of sideways i mean one of them straight out says someone tells one of them you are a part of this like and you're you're kind of wondering like um did did he set this up for them and then in the end we in fact find out that yeah there is someone who's kind of kind of in cahoots with it all possibly uh um I really like that they added that element to it. Like the payoff is maybe not so smooth, (laughs) but it was, I I liked it. I thought it was cool. I agree. I agree. I, I fucking called it bigger than shit, man. I was just like, it's so obvious. (laughs) Telegraphed. Like, yeah, that's not telegraphing something, right? Like telegraphing Uh, kind of hinting at it. This is straight up like, like here you go you in the face like yeah i was like like, the the moment that character hits the screen i was like well okay yeah look look at how look at what they're doing and how they're acting (laughs) (laughs) oh not by me yeah and kind of look at like what they're not doing and like look at it's yeah Yeah, yeah yeah like kind of yeah but i mean it's not that's just kind of a cherry on top. It, 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 it shouldn't, it really shouldn't change. If you don't like the movie at this point, then that's not going to make a difference. If you like the movie, it won't ruin it. No, shit, no. But like, let's let's talk about really what the, the movie's all about. The kills. Yeah. The, how, how'd you feel about them? You know, the first one, it's like, eh, the special effects maybe aren't the greatest at times, but they're kind of cool. Like, yeah. what, like the idea of them. Like, so the first right. kill's awesome yeah, first uh, great. and and they know it is too because they keep going back to it like yeah. it's yeah. really really cool and then you don't get another one for like, like ooh, good 15, 20 minutes at yeah. least and 
Yeah, you know, like they're okay. The uh, that first one's really cool. There's another one involving lasers that I thought was pretty lackluster. Oh, that was so shitty, dude. Yeah, it's very. I hated that one, dude. I hated that one. It was very like Land of the Lost, like Saturday morning type thing. Yeah, like like, yeah, kids playing in a dark bedroom, dude. Like, yeah, super unimpressed with that one. Um, There's another one that's just kind of a straight up beatdown. Yeah, that one's really cool. I think it could have been shot better, and we don't talk about this guy. I, it, the angles just weren't really very oh, cool. Sure. Is it? Yeah, I just it could have looked better, but um, sometimes the idea of things is really cool. Sometimes you need to see more, though. And in this one, right. I could have liked to have seen more. Great idea, though. Like I, I thought that was super cool. Then the it actually plays really well into the story too, because like the lead up is really cool. What happens after is really cool, even though it's kind of quick. But uh, I I thought that kill was pretty cool. And the the final, oh, there's one. Uh, The the last one is really cool, actually, (laughs) involving weird things, snake-like figures in a a room. Like, that one was awesome. I love that one, actually. That one was really fucking cool. I like that one a lot. Yeah, the the last one is is really really fucking neat. But yeah, I think I get getting back to that whole like weird pacing thing. Like they should have like given you like a couple more cannon fodder characters. I mean, because you you literally get no info from at least a couple of these characters. Oh yeah, and you you could have added one or two more. Jam pack that cube full of people and just really throw them to the fucking you know to the machines. At this point, you might as well have because there's yeah. so many in there to begin with. And like you said, a few of them are being ignored. You might as well do more. You know, I never thought this from the first one. And I don't know if this makes this one better or worse, but I kind of wish as I was watching this as because you can hear the cube moving around sometimes yeah. and lights are going off and on and stuff like that. I kind of wish you could hear screams from other parts of the cube. Dude, that would have been great. Yeah, I think it would have been awesome. Just and even if we didn't see the kills, like if you just hear the screams of terror, like that, and, and even if you saw like a body or two, I think that would have been odd. But just the screams would be like, it would add something to them because um, there's not tension. It does do a good job of, I never feel like the uh, claustrophobia that you get in the first one, right. but this one feels much more hopeless. Like I really felt like these fuckers were like, they were trapped. Oh, yeah, there is a very deep sense of desperation in this for sure that is very accurately, you know, portrayed across the screen. Yeah, this movie, these cube, the, this original, these two original cube movies, you know, they kind of get to me in that way. Like, I hate the idea of being like locked somewhere where I can't get out. Like, that yeah. fucking fucks with me. And, uh, you know, so this was, yeah, it did a good job. It, it, it didn't, although. You know they they start to put together this code you know stuff pretty quickly yeah, i mean similarly to the to the original one yeah and, and you know they that inspires hope way too fucking it does it does and uh in the first one i think they realize that like that they, they really quickly discover it but then they're like oh no that's not right in this one it was kind of like you don't get that same like we got it oh no we didn't get it like it's uh they just move on to the next thing type of thing another thing they do in this movie and this is kind of a weird reference but it's very much like the persona the persona games where age is like a huge huge part of the stories in those like uh young people distrust adults 
and adults kind of hate young people <laughs> and this movie I don't know if it's a Japanese thing or it just so happens that these stories touched on them but um they often go back to the well in this one like uh the old guy hates young people the young people are distrustful of older yeah. people and good reasons for for not trusting them and then the old guy is just he just doesn't like him he's a very successful dude who just doesn't like young people which right. happens don't want anybody to take your spot right but um i was kind of surprised by how important it was to the story but how they did nothing with it if that makes sense like it's kind of just yeah. it's like they forget about it and then they mention it and they go really hard into it and then they forget about it again. The, right. The story of this movie, it feels, when it's over, like you should have gotten a whole lot more about what the fuck was going on with these, why all these particular people are in the same room together. Like, uh, And I know Korean film and Japanese film cinema is completely different, but like, if you compare it to like Squid Game, where there's kind of a bunch of random people in the same, you know, that's why I'm comparing the two. It, it, you get a better feel of like why they're there you know these are all yes. desperate people you know and this is kind of just a random assortment oh maybe these two know each other what are, you know like there's yeah. it doesn't it that didn't that didn't click that didn't click here yeah and you know they could have done because the first one it doesn't explain it either but it does a really cool job of not explaining it because if i remember Correct. correctly in the first one the whole thing is some guys like he kind of i think he mentions he helped with the idea of it or something like that but yeah. the whole thing was they were building it and they didn't know why but because they had spent so much resources on it they were like well we got to do something with this thing so they right. just trap people i think they're all connected right because of the yeah. construction of the actual cube that's what the whole thing is is they're kind of eliminating all the people that even helped construct the thing which is interesting that's yeah. cool that doesn't exist that doesn't exist here so no so i guess the question is so we've talked about how there's uh cube is a canadian movie but then i think the sequels are american i'm not sure i know one of them ended up on sci-fi but yeah there's i don't know four of them i think will this lead to a japanese cube franchise and if so knowing what you know about cube would you <laughs> want to see more cube movies oh no man i don't know i don't know how much more cube i need in my life i did this was not bad but holy shit there's there's a, there's different cube stories maybe i don't know i don't think so <laughs> i don't know that's a rough that's a that's a tough one that's a tough question that's a tough one but um, maybe one day we'll 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 talk about a cube sequel yeah. but tonight cube is uh going to um scream box oh. no 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 yeah scream box scream box Greenbox, yeah. So they've uh, delivered some interesting movies for us. So my question to you, see or no see the Japanese remake of Cube? Man, man, oh man, oh man. Um, this was kind of tough for me. You know, if you're a Cubist, <laughs> you got to see it. <laughs> I guess so. I, this is the rare double pass for me, man. I don't think you need to wow. see Cube. I don't think you need to see Cube Japanese remake. Excuse me, that is very rare for you. That is yeah. correct. Um, I will go the opposite direction on this. Okay. I think I think that you should check this out, especially if you have Screenbox or uh, maybe you just want to see. Maybe maybe you've seen the first Cube and you want to see. Maybe you've heard of Cube and you want to see. Then you can't find it. You want to see the remake. I don't know, but uh, I think it's worth checking out. That being said, like this isn't one of those like 
clear your calendar and watch this type of thing. Like if you have the opportunity, if you have a few hours or if you just want something on in the background, um, if you have it on the background, it is uh, Japanese. So you have to be able to read what's going on. But um, I would say give it a shot. It ain't, it ain't all too bad. Uh, uh, every Saturday you can find us here. We're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network where they have all sorts of horror themed podcasts, including ours. Uh, we have an open review policy. If there's, any sort of found footage movies, any sort of like strange remakes or even originals of popular movies that are out now or movies we have covered, let us know. We would love to talk about them. Let us know on the old social medias where everything is good and nothing bad ever happens. On Twitter and Instagram, Adventures in Movies, that's where you can find us. You can find us individually. Nathaniel, I call him Patrick. He's on Instagram, Adventures in Nathan. I am Blake. I'm on Twitter at Four Odd Horror. Regina's out there somewhere. She's on Twitter at Danger Chavez. And next week, Tom Waits, Nicholas Cage, what do they all got in common? Well, it's Renfield, baby. Special edition. Let's do it, man. And you can find that on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music now. You can go to Morbidly Beautiful. Uh, basically, wherever they have the best podcasts in the world, you will find us there. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.